from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. June 1st is the beginning of the official hurricane season, and the government officials have been announcing their predictions for the number of named storms that could develop this year. They're saying so far that it could be a near-normal season. As you might imagine, the oil and natural gas industry is quite interested in these storm forecasts because many of its facilities are in or near the hurricane-prone Gulf of Mexico. To talk about how the offshore industry prepares for hurricane season, I've invited two people from API to join me in the studio today. They are Tim Sampson, API's Manager for Exploration and Production, and Roland Goodman, API's Manager of Upstream Standards. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Glad you could come here today. Tim, let's start with you. How many oil and natural gas drilling rigs and production platforms are in the Gulf of Mexico, and where are they located? Well, Jane, there are about 3,800 in federal waters offshore production platforms, mostly in the central and western Gulf of Mexico. Off the coast of California, there are about 20 or so. As far as drilling rigs, uh, currently there are 74 rigs working offshore. Now, in recent years with Katrina, Rita, Ike, and Gustav, we've seen that hurricanes can be quite powerful. What do the operators of these rigs and platforms do to prepare for a hurricane in the Gulf? Our top priority, of course, is safety of our personnel. All the companies operating offshore are continuously monitoring weather information in the event that a tropical storm could enter the Gulf of Mexico. And some of these facilities, as you know, are over 200 miles offshore. As as the storm is approaching, we have to cease operations, we shut in our facilities, and we evacuate the personnel several days in advance of the approaching storm. And when you say shut in the facilities, what do you mean exactly? Is it you turn off the oil and natural gas so there's no likelihood of a, a problem developing? Each facility has a shutdown system, and we shut it in. We actually have safety valves downhole that will shut in the wellbore, close the production into the production string. If an event such as a major storm came through and caused the platform to go over, that uh, oil and natural gas would be contained in the wellbore. Roland, in your role at API, you help to develop new standards and best practices for the oil and natural gas industry that often are based on lessons learned. Can you tell us what the industry has learned from recent storms? Well, Jane, I think what is most apparent is that our industry is operating in an environment that is becoming more challenging. Although uh, Hurricane Ike did not have the sustained winds of Katrina and Rita, It was a slow-moving storm that generated large waves over a longer period of time than most recent storms. Uh, Industry damage assessments and research have reinforced the need for us to continuously improve the design criteria for offshore structures to account for the changing conditions in the Gulf. So what new standards and practices have been developed recently to deal with large, powerful hurricanes? At the beginning of this hurricane season, API plans to publish a new bulletin covering post-hurricane inspections to help operators determine if a structure has sustained damage that affects personnel safety and the integrity of the structure. This document will complement the other guidance on hurricane preparedness published over the past three years covering structure design, wind wave, and current conditions, which we call MedOcean criteria, and mooring and station keeping for floating structures. 
Roland, you mentioned the wave and wind velocities and so on, the kinds of um, environmental conditions, weather conditions that some of these platforms and rigs have to withstand. Um, what will they be able to withstand under your new standards? The mid-ocean conditions are not the only factors to consider when designing structures. For fixed structures, that is those in shallow water that have foundations on the seafloor, movement of the seafloor during a storm can contribute to structure damage. Floating structures have generally performed well during recent storms, although some have experienced significant damage to topside equipment such as drilling derricks. I think overall the performance of structures designed to newer editions of API standards have demonstrated the industry's effectiveness in improving standards and practices to minimize damage to the offshore infrastructure and disruption of supply. Most of the oil and natural gas produced in the Gulf is brought to shore through pipelines. How well have they fared during hurricanes? Well, Jane, as you know, these were powerful storms, and the industry did have some damage to pipelines. Companies have been able to identify where damage has occurred, and they can safely make the repairs so the production can be brought back online. Has there been a lot of oil spilled as a result of hurricanes in recent years? Our shut-in systems perform very well. According to the Minerals Management Service and the U.S. Coast Guard, there were no significant oil spills from offshore production facilities as a result of these storms. Also, according to MMF, less than one thousandth of one percent of the offshore oil that's produced has been spilled into the environment, and we clean that up. Uh, natural seeps off the coast of California and in the Gulf of Mexico, they account for hundreds of times more oil entering the ocean. I think that's a fact most people probably are not aware of whatsoever. And this discussion, then, Tim, prompts me to ask one final question. If the Gulf is so prone to hurricanes, why doesn't the industry produce more oil and gas in other areas? That's a good question. It does seem like we have most of our eggs in one basket. And because of government policies, about 85% of federal offshore areas have been off limits to oil and gas exploration and development. We need to continue to encourage our government to allow the industry to explore these areas for new sources of oil and natural gas. Other areas, meaning offshore California, off the East Coast, and so on? Wherever there might be oil and natural gas. Very good. Tim Sampson and Roland Goodman, thank you so much for joining us today on Energy Tomorrow Radio. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.